Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Welcome. To Root Cause Revelation, a path to intuitive wellness with Paige. As we wait for our host to show up, I am Mary. I host a lot of different shows and I run everything behind the scenes for the show. For some reason I bumped my screen, I couldn't see. Oh, <laughs> oh it's been a day. So, are you here? symptoms and not getting the heart of the real issues when it comes to your health. Paige, who is a trained nutritionist and specializes not only in nutrition and food, but also in mind and your mental health as well. And you take Uh food and mind, put together, you get the whole package. Welcome, Paige. I was going to another room. Ryan was on another call. <laughs> They're so loud. <laughs> and she's going to be a couple minutes late. So, when you trying to unlock where you're struggling, and when you're trying to deal with Everything in life. It all locks together and going together to make the whole help. Yeah. And, you know, I struggle with this. You know, my favorite diet is seafood. And by that, I mean I see food, I eat food. daughter's into all this healthy food kick and she looks at me like I bought mom just lazy. By that I don't always like to love to cook but some days you just don't want to cook. And so I'll buy like <laughs> out of a box instead of making it you know, from scratch. 
comes to me yesterday, and I, I, could, I walked away laughing so hard. And she pulls the box of macaroni and cheese out of my cupboard, and she goes, Mom, I cannot eat that. And I breathe, and I look at it, and I go, why? What's wrong with it? I think I got the wrong time. Because there's day, they're, they're special, but they're very opinionated. And so there's days where she's like, they're in kicks where they'll eat, you know, macaroni and cheese, but it's got to be the shape of princesses or, you know, something like mom. This isn't a box. It has chemicals in it. Cheese is ingredient. <laughs> I go, yes, and mom, chemicals are bad. <laughs> oh, I was just like, oh, bless your heart, child. I go, yes, honey, but you see, you have, and I'm trying to explain to her, just pull this out of my butt at the last minute, because I'm, I'm really not wanting to cook dinner. <laughs> and she, I go, so you like pizza, right? And she goes, no. <laughs> She's catching on to my argument. <laughs> I go, well, you like ramen soup. <laughs> yeah. I go, that's how chemicals. So either you eat the macaroni. chemicals. <laughs> well, mom don't buy ramen anymore. <laughs> Uh-huh. Fine. When I get sick, it's your fault. <laughs> I just, I lost it. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. And speaking of Linda, she has put her order in. When we come to Buffalo, mom's deviled eggs don't taste like Aunt Linda. She wants deviled eggs. <laughs> Oh, as soon as we get the stuff together, I'm going to mail you some Weber's mustard. <laughs> okay, it was the first time she's ever tried them. Willingly ate them on her own, and I'm like, okay, fine. But unless you're just going to eat fresh fruit and vegetables raw, <laughs> sometimes sometimes you have to use some things even if it is pre-made. Are we still here? Yep, give me one second. I I'm think here. there was a little bit of a communication error. I think she thinks that we changed the show to 5 o'clock tonight. Oh, somebody else that said that she's there. Paige, is that uh, you? That is Diane. Oh, it's Diane. Hi, Diane. It's Diana. Hi, Diana. <laughs> it's, this is Linda. Linda in Buffalo. <laughs> Who am I speaking to, please? Linda, um, Ron's oh. wife. This oh, is, yeah. hi. I was going to call you because you texted me a few weeks ago about the patent thing. Oh, yes, yes. Patents are patents are a funny business. <laughs> uh huh. 
they are ridiculously oh. expensive. Um, the company oh, wow. that I just retired from, actually, um, for, because of the cost, only works. Now you probably you could probably find some, another patent um, patent attorney, but the um, they they don't even handle indiv- individuals, only co- companies, because of the extreme cost of. Um, oh, yeah, I understand that, yeah. Ridiculous, Well, that's the main yeah. thing, you know, we were just trying to figure out, you know, what it is all about. So, you know, that answers a big question for me. So that way then I don't even have to give you a call back because I, I know, you know, I know that that's just a little bit, you know, out of our reach or anything like that, you know, but for curiosity's sake, you know, uh, that would really... Sure help us to understand. Thank you. Well, I felt bad because years ago before um, the attorneys that I, you know, work with, you know, up until my retirement, um, the one guy did take a personal and the guy had an interesting invention, but I'll tell you, he spent more in setting up the patent than I think his invention would ever be worth. And I felt so (laughs) bad for him um and so when when that attorney left um you know they kind of had to let this guy know you know that you know it's because it's it's ongoing like every seven years you have another you know it's just it's the patent system i know it's there for protection of things but man it's expensive Oh gosh, yes, I imagine. Okay, here's the deal. I okay. Page a specific time, so I screwed up the conversion. Oh dear. (laughs) She's available. She's calling in in a minute. Oh okay. I was off. No problem. She was thinking it was starting at today at five. She no, she thought that today it was gonna look okay. So it was eleven. Well, it's eleven well, o'clock her time, so which makes it eleven o'clock her time. Yeah. Which makes now it, where um, is she located? What part of the country is she in? Um, a West Coast. She is Pacific. Oh wow! Cool. cool. I converted it right in my head. I convert it to Central Time, not to Eastern Time. Uh, <laughs> so it's confusing. It's confusing. You're all uh, two o'clock your time, one o'clock my time. Uh, yeah, I converted it all wrong. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> what time is it? Oh, it's one eleven. Our Eastern Time, one eleven here. I know uh, we've made the mistake of calling people on the West Coast too early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> when I was working from home um, during the pandemic, I was working from home, and the um, examiners from the patent office and 
um, and they're all over the country. They're not just all in Washington. Um, but the one guy called me at 5 o'clock in the morning, who woke me up, you know, just, and it, because I have an elderly mother in a nursing home when I get calls, you know, at odd hours, it kind of puts me into panic mode. Um, but it was it was a um, patent examiner calling saying, oh, I thought I would just get your office voicemail. And it's like, well, no, we're all using our own personal e- uh, telephones, you know, since we're working from home. So that was a rude awakening. <laughs> I am sorry. Linda, are you there? Yes. Yes. Welcome, Paige. Thank okay, you. Okay. I'm, so I'm so sorry. sorry. No, it was all me. No, it was literally all me. I converted it right to Central Time, but the radio show is programmed oh. at Eastern Time, so I forgot to add that hour. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. <laughs> well, I'm glad we get to talk still. <laughs> anyway. So, welcome. Well, well, thanks. Thanks for coming on and having, you know, hosting this show. We appreciate it. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you guys for being here as well. So, Linda, would 1 o'clock work for you normally? I believe so, yes. I mean, sometimes you're out and about, but what I love about this is I'm not hosting it. I can just do anywhere from my telephone. I don't have to be on my computer or anything. So, yes. Okay. So, Paige, it's up to you to decide if mm-hmm. you want to do it at the time we talked about, which is your love neck box, our Linda's telephone. Or okay, your two o'clock Linda's five o'clock. Or Linda's what? What was that? It'll be her five p.m. Five p.m. Then. Okay. I mean, either way works for me. So I mean, it it was really nice the format that we had before. If that works, so it if works. either one of those works for you better. I know Mary said that two is. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it was it was my fault because literally I forgot to add that extra hour. So like right now is normally. <laughs> so if we go to the time we discussed, which is an hour from now, okay. Okay. It was literally all my fault in converting things wrong. That's okay. I mean, it was nice. I like that you said it. there were more people that would be able to hear it, too. Um, but I ultimately want, you know, Linda to be able to be there if that works. Two o'clock would be fine for me. Two, two okay. o'clock okay. on Thursdays. Ron has a, um, a call from one to two anyways. Um, and so we're, we're usually... Actually, we're usually home quite a bit since um, we try to get errands done in the morning, and then we're we're home. So, okay, okay. Well, I'm pretty flexible with those times. So, 
Welcome to the live of Root Cause Revelation. Now, to intuitive wellness with hate. We've been having a little bit of an issue with the show today. Let's nod a little bit. So, where do you want to start? I know myself, as I'm trying to lose weight, I am trying to have smaller portions of of things, but um, I haven't so far, like, completely cut any one food out. Um, I, I just really try to watch my portion sizes. Mm-hmm. Is that something that should I should change or... Um, no, I think moderation is generally a good idea. Um, for me, what I tend to find is the macronutrient ratios can really make a big difference without you necessarily having to eat less. So I like to do a macronutrient ratio of about 20% protein, which can really help with building muscle, and that will help with weight loss naturally, and about 45% carbs, and then the rest fat, so like 35-ish percent fat, and I just kind of adjust that according to how hungry you are. If you're um, more hungry, you can increase your fat a little bit. If you're less hungry, you can increase your carbs a little bit, and everyone's different, so um, you can adjust those amounts in chronometer to where you know what you're hitting every day, and it'll just tell you once you put in those percentages, and that's free online. So that's one option. I know not everyone likes to track what they're eating, and I totally understand that, but um, protein is going to be really vital. So like a palm-sized portion of protein with every meal, so three times a day, um, And, of course, calories are important. So if you can at least get an idea of what your intake is for at least a couple days, then that will help you um, to see where you're at. Okay. Yeah. Now, by protein, are you talking base, um, um, like meat, like a chicken breast that size? or? um... Mm -hmm. Generally, and I say protein in a vague way just in case there are some vegans, you know, if as long as it's a complete protein, then that's okay, like tofu. But generally, meat is going to be more efficient if that's included in your diet. Um, the body mm-hmm. just uses it better because they naturally come with all the amino acids in one. You don't have to food combine and then factor all the calculations for that in. Um, so, yeah, chicken breast, chicken thigh, meat, um, like beef actually the the more um, traditional cuts of beef can be really helpful because they're higher in an amino acid called glycine and that's really helpful for weight loss because it reduces inflammation and I find those are really satisfying and taste good as well those are the meats that you tend to slow cook or pressure cook like a roast or like a uh, steak any meats with like bone in um and you can cook it that way. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, and of course there's going to be some protein and other foods too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There's a little lag. I was just going to say about ham. Um, Ham. Mm -hmm. Is. Yeah. Pork and ham is totally fine. I like that you said ham because I prefer any pork products to be cured, like bacon, ham, um, because pork is a little, um, you could say a little dirtier of an animal. So it's going to lower the pathogenic burden when you eat that if it's cured. That's why it's cured with salt because it reduces any potential pathogens like not fun to think about, but like parasites are pretty common in right. pork. Right. So that can help reduce. And um, it's been shown that people have a better response, like it, on the blood cell level when they take in a cured pork versus regular. And when it's taken in that way, it doesn't cause the same inflammation. Obviously, the minimally processed cured, not necessarily like super processed, like pressed in form you know, ham if possible, but um, like naturally cured with like celery salt, ideally. Yeah, I know that we had, um, in the freezer we have a pork roast that um, we I haven't cooked yet, but um, mm-hmm. I was wondering, because I, I we, we do tend to eat a lot more chicken than anything, it seems. Um, because there's so many different ways I can prepare it. Yeah, yeah. I love a whole roast chicken. It's so good, and there are so many different things you can do with it, and it has those benefits of getting the whole chicken. Yes. Yeah, so anytime you can include, like, believe it or not, the skin, which is funny because we're kind of told avoid the skin, always eat just the breast, no thighs, but it's actually beneficial because those have that glycine in it, which the modern American diet lacks in so much, and that's one of those factors that our ancestors had so much of that we do not. So the more that you can eat the whole animal, including the skin, the more that you'll benefit without having to necessarily micromanage your diet. Ron would be happy about that. That's one thing that we do love to do, especially in fall and winter, um, is roasting a whole chicken. And um, so so that's that's good to know. (laughs) Yeah. And I think we got cut off last time. I feel so bad because you're talking about salt. That's right, because, yes, we. <laughs> I did have to leave. Um, Ron had been at a doctor's office, and he had just come out. So, um, But I do not, other than, <laughs> I had to say, other than point on the cap, I really Try not to salt a lot of things, um, you know, or, or you know, extra salt or over salt things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's so many so things like ketchup. Everything has so much salt in it automatically, mm-hmm. anyway. So that's true. Yeah, but there's a big difference between the salt in processed prepared foods 
compared to um, the salt that you get, like, that's in its natural form because it's not refined, so it actually has some other minerals in it, and that can be really helpful for the metabolism and just your overall health for the mineral balance. Oh, okay. Yeah, in my nutrition training, we would actually test different products on each other to see what we were lacking in, and you can get, um, like, a feedback from the body based on something that you're, like, putting in your mouth, and it's called neurolingual testing. Um, But what we would find is for the mineral test, some people could actually just put a little bit of that unrefined salt water in their mouth to test how it resonated with their body, and that would actually resolve what their body was indicating as far as mineral deficiency. So it can be that simple for some people. Hmm. Yeah. And um, the, the refined sodium chloride, just like the natural table or the um, conventional table salt, I wouldn't really recommend that people do have a lot of that because it is so processed and refined. A lot of times it has microplastics in it, so it's not even um, sodium chloride by itself. Um, but just sodium chloride, that's not going to benefit the body the same, you know, as that natural combination of minerals that the earth creates. I know that we have both. We have... Go ahead. Oh, that was it. Okay, well, there must be something. <laughs> um, Mary, you and I had talked about it. Uh, what about the Himalayan uh, pink salt? Yeah, that's really good, Um, as long as you get it from, like, a decent source. So what I have found sometimes with Himalayan salt is I will be, um, like, eating my food that has it on it, and I will get a little piece that's, like, not salt. So I think there can be some contamination issues depending on your salt source, unfortunately. Um, So my favorite is I really like Jacobson salt um one's italian or there's fleur de sel it's like a french salt um so basically as long as the source is you know kind of talked about to be um pure and i find the artisan salts that are made specifically for like making good food can be helpful um as opposed to just like like, for instance, this Himalayan salt that that happened to me with was just, like, the type that I found, like, I think with CJ Max, you know, it was super um, generic. Um, but that's why I recommended, I don't know if I got cut off at this point, but um, the Jacobson salt, you can get, like, a huge shaker that'll last a really long time, and it's actually super affordable, and it's so pure. So it's just an idea. Yeah, where do you find that? Just on Amazon. You could probably go to the Jacobson website if you wanted to, but on Amazon you can get that really good deal. Oh, okay. Jacobson, okay. Now, I remember um, 
you know, a while back, or at least, you know, it was always, you know, part of, uh, I'm Chinese, and so there is a recipe, not really a recipe, but a chicken that we use rock salt that covers, you know, the chicken and cook it that way. So how does that pertain to, you know, uh, you know, just regular salt then? But this is, you know, these are rock salt. It's not like your table salt or anything like that. But that, you know, mm-hmm. the, the flavor permeates, you know, through, you know, the baking portion of uh, the chicken, you know, when it is covered with that rock salt. Mm-hmm. I know, is it rock salt or is it that kosher salt? Because I know one of the delicacies in Buffalo is um, beef on Kimmelweck, and Kimmelweck is a hard roll with the salt, the large grain salt and caraway seeds. Um, but, and Ron was calling, calling it rock salt, but it's like, it's not really rock salt, it's more like a heavy kosher salt. And I don't know if, if there's a difference there. I, I don't know. All I remember, I mean, I'm not a cook. But anyway, uh, I've known that that's what they use, you know, is the the hard uh, core salt. But, you know, as far mm-hmm. as, like, you know, they get it from, like, I guess the Chinese market or something like that or wherever they do, uh, that, you know, that is how the chicken is cooked, you know, with that covered with that salt. Yeah, um, rock salt is generally derived from seawater, so that would be a natural source, but you can always verify that and check based on, you know, what it says on the package. But from what I can tell, even there are Himalayan sources of rock salt, for instance. Uh So there's a variety there. It may just be the term because I'm always thinking of Walt, um, rock salt is what we use to melt the snow in the driveway during or on the stairway. Yeah, that was in my <laughs> So I'm thinking. So I'm sure it's different than what I'm thinking of. No, yeah. that's the type of rock salt too. You're right. <laughs> no. So okay, I'm going to jump in right there and give y'all a man's perspective. Can, can you hear me? Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah. This is Country Boy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I just happened to be a chef for 30-some-odd years. I cook about 14 different types of cuisine. I learned Southern-style cooking from my grandmother, who was Cherokee Indian. I learned how to cook in the ground, in foil, in a tin can. I know how to smoke it in bay leaves. I know a lot of different things from a lot of old different types of people. I learned Oriental style cooking when I lived in Houston. Uh, I cooked New Orleans style at the Court of Two Sisters, which is the oldest restaurant in New Orleans, and really, really what they call dirty Cajun style that has salt and everything, y'all. 
I'm like, oh my God, blood pressure. How you you have a, a cardiac arrest sitting there at the table. Even in their gumbo, everything has salt in it. The chicken has salt on it. The sausage has salt on it. The shrimp has salt on it. But as we grow older and we become more health conscious, Linda, when the first things you said again, salt is just a thought, really. If you enjoy and learn the real natural flavors of food, and y'all know when you eat certain sweet things like watermelon, pineapple, banana, if according to which one you eat first, one of them is not going to be as sweet as it normally is based on your taste buds. Most people drink while they eat, which means you're washing your taste buds clear. And if you're eating corn and eating sweet potatoes and having broccoli and having beans and having the meat and all of those things, it really doesn't require as much salt as people actually have constantly build themselves to think that it really does. And then the last part of that is based on your natural flavor and what you what types of foods you're seasoning. A lot of people do eat a lot of chicken, and even people that can't cook can cook chicken. Just season it to flavor, they say, and bake it. Okay, that's it. And now, of course, we have the modern-day air flyers and stuff now. But if you'll start to use a combination of the herbs that we talked about, turmeric, thyme, basil, garlic, all those things, you won't even know that the salt is not there. I mean, if you'll just season to flavor, and then you got those other sides. You got a salad. You might have a vinaigrette dressing, and then you're washing it with this, and you can't wait to dessert, and you never really miss a salt. So I still think that salt is a conscious thing when it comes to cooking. And, again, based on your diet, the last one, you guys, we was talking about, Everything really doesn't work for everybody, and it's not like one taste buds fit all. When it comes down to eating healthy foods, we talked about, especially with veterans and people in certain areas of town that can't have access to whole foods and all the natural farmers market, like we have several here in Atlanta. But everybody's accustomed to ordering things online, and after we do find out what our blood type is, whether we need to stay away from carbs, whether we need to stay away from red meats, whether you can have some fish, don't eat catfish, don't eat tilapia. All those things are going to vary based on your your origin, your culture, and your eating habits. But if we do start to develop a relationship with the people where we shop, especially the butcher if you're a meat person, especially the manager of the store, if you're one of those people that order online and you see what things you should be having and shouldn't be having. And the last part, key to longevity, got it from my 103-year-old grandmama. My mama was 90-something, fought cancer for 17 years with no, with no chemo. Moderation, moderation, moderation. When I heard you say portions, that's very, 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 because everybody's not going to be up to reading labels. And after they read all these words that they never heard of, then they still don't know no more than they do. But moderations is the key. Good exercise, drink your water, and get plenty of sunshine, and rest and have peace that surpasses all understanding. Back to you, Mary. <laughs> Thanks, country boy. Paige, is there, I know a lot of times um, you'll fi- fi- follow um, a 
a diet or eating plan. And so many of them, if you pick up a magazine, it'll be, don't eat this, don't eat that, don't eat that. But it never does say, yes, eat this or that. You know? It just seems sometimes it's, um, it's more of the negatives of not to do than, than what to do. Yeah, you can just think it's better to not eat at all. <laughs> it's, I think one of my favorite commercials of all time, I think it was Alka-Seltzer back in the days. They would sit there, and then they zoom in on this person's eyes, and they go, I can't believe I ate the whole thing. <laughs> you got to know when to stop. <laughs> you know when you had enough. Just because you went to the all you can eat buffet don't mean you need to eat the whole buffet. <laughs> The one commercial that annoys me, you hear, you know, they're saying, well, starvation diet doesn't work. Well, duh, of course it, you know that, you know, of course a starvation diet wouldn't work, but, um, you know, but, you know, to be healthy and to, um, you know, have, um, you know, a, a uh, not always. I have a, a I had a coworker that actually ate oatmeal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I could not imagine doing that, but that's what she did, and um, and she looked healthy and everything. But I could not imagine eating just one thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, she would even bring it for lunch, and so it just. You know, I I would like a wider variety, um, you know, of of things. It's I do not eat a lot of sweets. Actually, I'm not a sweet. I'm not a sweet person. Sounds funny. I'm, but my downfall is cheese and crackers because I just love cheese, and so I that I found I have to self limit quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, Linda, you, you remember? You, you remember? Bur- I'm sorry, ma'am. Go ahead. Oh, that's okay. I was just gonna say, once you do start feeling um, more confident and okay with eating that bigger variety of food, I think you'll find that you aren't so endlessly hungry for um, one specific thing. I think your body will start to kind of balance itself out and. That's the thing, starting to understand that things are nourishing that you may have previously thought um, based on mainstream generic advice that it's not okay. It's bad, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember years ago, I got the opportunity of working some of the greatest people in the world in their endeavor, in their industry, in their profession. And one of the people that I met years ago was Burl Walk, who introduced me to a little bitty guy named, y'all might remember a guy named Richard Simmons. Y'all remember Richard Simmons? Sure. Sure. Well, one of the first things that he did, before anybody ever could use that word, I spell it D-I-E-T, which became a really, really, really schizophrenic, bipolar, I can't believe I ate the whole thing kind of person. I know I shouldn't have this, but I'm going to have it anyway. One of the first things that we shouldn't tell ourselves that we can't do is have things that we really love. 
That is yeah. one of those things why diets right. don't work for most people is the first thing that they tell you, grown people, is what you can't have. And who is Jenny <laughs> Craig anyway? To tell you what you can't have at midnight, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but listen, you guys, for real, why not have certain things that you love, knowing that you are watching after you? I heard, I think it was one of you, one of you guys' friends, Linda uh, Queen, who says you guys need to have a one-on-one conversation with your heart. Have a one-on-one <laughs> yeah. conversation with your kidneys. And have a one-on-one conversation <laughs> with your inner self and say, self, stomach, can you really eat the whole pound cake or can you have just a little bitty piece and still be okay with it? Please don't offer mm-hmm. me no cottage cheese if I come to your house. <laughs> offer me a piece of pound cake. I'll say yes every time. But I might <laughs> eat half of it there and I might say, Linda, can I, is it okay if I have a little piece now and take the other piece with me? Last one. Who told you you can't have your cake and eat it? <laughs> My grandma says, baby, you think you're being bullied. Come on in here. You can help me cook. I'm going to show you heirs. My family recipe, I'm going to show you the secret to my pound cake. But when we bake pound cakes, just a little secret, you guys, there was only 17 people in the house. We never, ever, ever, ever bake one cake. We always bake the minimum of about six to seven cakes. But guess what? We did with the first cake. We gave it away. My grandmama told me it's better to give than to receive. So the very first cake we gave to our next-door neighbor, Linda. Crazy enough, every time I would take that cake, freshly baked, to Linda's house, Linda especially a breaking red velvet cake, as soon as I walked in the door thinking I'm going to surprise Linda with a pound cake that my grandmama, she already smelled it before I came. <laughs> she would send my grandmama a red velvet cake back home fast with the tape, country boy. Listen, we gave the first cake away. Guess what we did with the next two cakes? We ate them. Yeah. We could have more than one slice. Guess what we did with the other two or three cakes that we had? We put them in the freezer and had some later. So when they told me, who says you can't have your cake and eat it too? Not only do we eat our cake, we gave some away, and then we had some left over. And then when we gave a cake away, we had a different kind of cake to have on another day. Now, how cool is that? Yeah. Moderation, yeah. y'all. It will work yeah. if you make it work. <laughs> Paige, one thing I have a question. Now, is there more of a a better time to eat than another? I know since I've been home, we're trying to have, um, um, you know, balance out instead of having a big meal at, you know, after, you know, five six o'clock at night, we we're trying to switch that and have a, the larger meal um, in midday while we're active. Um, mm-hmm. And so I don't. Is there any validity to that? Um, 
is kind of nuanced. Um, some people, of course, might do that. You do hear that um, some cultures, you know, do eat that way, whereas there are other cultures that are pretty healthy that even get up um, and they eat really late and they do really well too. So I think it depends where your health is at. Um, specifically for the metabolism, I think it's better not to have huge periods of time where you're not eating. Of course, your body does have to work to digest, so you may have an easier time with sleeping. You don't eat like a huge meal right before bed, but I find mm-hmm. that for most people, it's really a good idea to eat closer to when you wake up to get your met- metabolic fire burning and have something, you know, within the last four hours of sleep generally, um, unless your body is really well built up with like glycogen in your liver. And that would be from eating regularly for a long time. If you've eaten regularly and eaten enough for a long period of time, then you might find that it's best to eat the most in the middle of the day and trail off. And then you don't need to eat close to bed, but especially if you're waking up in the middle of the night, that can be a sign that you didn't eat enough closer to bed because you want to have that balanced blood sugar throughout the night. Um, because your adrenals, which wake you up in the middle of the night, your stress hormone, those will fire if you're not, like, eating enough to keep your uh, your cortisol down. Because insulin and cortisol, your stress hormone, they cancel each other out. They're, they're opposite of each other. So if you're eating enough, oh. that will increase your insulin and make it so you're not stressed and waking up when you shouldn't be in the middle of the night. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. Because right. I yeah. try my, myself, I try not to have anything like after I'm, I've gotten to be, which I'm trying to break the habit of being quite a night owl. Ron goes to bed so early, mm-hmm. but he'll, <laughs> and um, so I'm usually in my craft room or the living room. Um, and so sometimes it's like midnight before I get to bed, but I'm trying not to eat anything after nine o'clock at night, especially if we've had dinner, say between six and seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me throw you guys a curveball real fast, because a lot of people don't understand that the human body loves minerals. I can say that out loud. The human body loves minerals. Here's what they don't tell you. Everybody told you that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But if I put 100 people in line and interviewed 90 of them would tell me, I say, what would you have for breakfast? Uh, coffee, donut, milk, gravy, Zoop, 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 and I could go through the list from bacon to to whatever, oatmeal. Question, how many of those things have color in them? Oh, orange juice, that has vitamin C. That's not a mineral. That's vitamin. Fast forward to, to lunch. Oh, that was when people actually had lunch time and they had to go to work and had 30 minutes to stand in line and 10 minutes to wolf it down and be back before an hour was gone. Hope you didn't have to get in your car. Now they got Uber delivers. You can sit right there. But what did you have for lunch? A sandwich. Oh, she had a salad. She's healthy. 
Oh, she had a slice of tomato and one little slice of lettuce on her sandwich. Oh, she's doing good. She got about 3% of the minerals that she needs. Fast forward to dinner. Oh, fast food? You mean fast food for dinner? That's what y'all had? Y'all didn't have no broccoli and no green beans or nothing or no carrots or nothing with no color in it. So what happens in the process is people run all day long and want to know why they're tired when they was running off of sugar, when they was running off of caffeine. I said minerals, you guys. So in between, in in the meantime, in between time, so your body does get part of what it needs, smoothies. Frozen bar, it's got kale in there, it's got spinach in there, it's got carrots in there, it's got boom, 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 boom. And I can do it in a six to eight ounce drink and feel better all day. And you wouldn't have had yourself a steak and spent $45 plus your friends. Y'all spent $80 and I spent three. Back to you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think some people are pretty surprised that some sources of minerals actually are. Um, Like, one of the richest sources of minerals is actually liver from beef. So it's actually in animal food and also organs, so like heart and things like that. So a lot of times people can actually take that as a sort of supplement as opposed to a mineral supplement because it tends to have a lot of those things like iron, copper, and zinc that some people are really deficient in, and seafood, shellfish mm-hmm. is a really good source as well. You know, another Diana, one is, tell them when I cooked you for dinner the other night. Diana, tell them when I cooked you for dinner. Another one Okay, is, somebody else. Go ahead, Diana. I had to mute country Diana. for a while. Um, another one is using cast iron pans to cook wax. Your food will actually absorb the iron in those pans. Mm, absolutely. Uh, now you had mentioned also shellfish. Um, I thought I thought you had mentioned um, Paige because mm-hmm. I love shrimp, um, and not breaded. I just like um, just cooked shrimp, um, mm-hmm. and so. But that. You know, again, you know, not every night, you know, obviously nothing every mm-hmm. night. Um, but does that have the the um, the minerals? Um, I I Absolutely. used to love, actually, love liverwurst, but I was thinking the cholesterol amount is why I stopped having that. Mm-hmm. No, liverwurst can actually be like a major superfood. I guess it's kind of balanced too, like having around three ounces of it a week to five ounces of liver would be ideal. Um, but, and you can, you know, work it into ground ground beef and stuff like that if you don't like it and chop it really fine and you won't really notice it. Or there are actually supplements of desiccated dried liver, which sounds really weird. But a lot of people take it and find benefits, mm-hmm. um, and you don't taste it at all. It's just in the capsule, and it's dried and freeze dried, so you don't. Um, there's no like negative effects of having it stored or anything like that that you would think of. But um, yeah, shellfish 
is a more natural way to get it to where you're actually listening to what your body wants and eating it. So that's nice and you can actually enjoy it. Um, yeah, crab, clams, especially oysters. Those are like a massive oh. superfood, actually. Hmm. I know my dad used to like um, <laughs> oysters, but um, I had I had parents that um, if you did not like something, they never forced it on you because they hated that when they were children. <laughs> so yeah. So oysters, I'm not as familiar with clam like yeah. clam chowder. <laughs> Ron makes yeah, a clam casino here. that are just out of this world. Um, yeah. yeah, I love clam, too. And I also have not actually tried oysters because my parents were the same. They would not force me. And I think that's healthy. I mean, it's good to have a variety, but since it wasn't forced on me, I think my palate was a lot more diverse. You know, I tried things like calamari mm-hmm. and because it wasn't forced and it's kind of the same with dieting if you're not absolutely forcing yourself and you trust yourself over a long period of time you'll find that you do start craving vegetables and things like that if they're what your body yes. needs yeah yeah good I, I actually i've even tasted um octopus which um i did have to cut off the little sucker things, but the, the octopus itself, we were at a restaurant, and one of the other, um, our friend's um, son-in-law had octopus, and so I tasted it. It tasted much like a scallop, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It seemed the same texture, but um, yeah. But that's, that's good to know about, you know, about you know, shellfish and, and things. And, you know, again, just having a, a well-rounded, um, you know, you know, trying different things. I know for myself, I do not like yogurt. It has just a horrible sour taste in, to me. Um, my mom mm-hmm. loves, loves yogurt, but it's funny that it just does not, it's just, I can't overcome a horrible sourness to me. Um, and, you know, so, so I, you know, you know, try other things. But, you know, it's, um, you know, it, it's it, like you said, there's different, you, different palates and different um, things that you're used to and things that your body reacts to. Yeah. And people might not realize that there are benefits of even something like cheese that has some benefits in common with yogurt. So if you don't like yogurt, it's possible to still get live and active cultures from some cheeses, especially raw cheese, which is what you're more likely to find in, like, Europe. But they do still have it here, especially places with, like, artisan cheese sections like Whole Foods or, you know, maybe your local neighborhood grocery store. But you can still get those benefits. You don't have to force down yogurt necessarily. And there are still lots of other fermented things like kombucha you might like. There are some kinds that taste like soda even, but it has those natural um, beneficial bacteria for your gut. And if you find that it tastes okay. good, there's probably a reason. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. So, 
because I do love blue cheese. I do not have it too often. I had actually a veg salad um, a week ago with with blue cheese and the blue cheese crumbles, and I was surprised mm-hmm. how filling that was. And it, I don't know if it was just the the blue cheese because really it was a simple salad, you know, with a veg mm-hmm. salad. What um, I was surprised how full I was from it. Mm-hmm. And fat can be very satisfying. That's the good thing about it that I think a lot of times doesn't get credit is it can actually help you eat less by making you fuller longer because it stabilizes your blood sugar. It's going to keep you from getting that insulin spike when you have it with a carb. Mm-hmm. So there are benefits. Yeah. <laughs> good. Oh, and something well, else that you, I wanted thanks. to bring up. Yes. Oh, of course. Oh, are we getting close to the end? I wasn't looking at the time. Well, we have four minutes. Five oh, minutes. okay. Um, well, yeah, I just wanted to mention something about the salt conversation that we were having. Um, another thing that isn't mentioned about the importance of salt is actually the balance of sodium with potassium. So the vast majority of Americans aren't getting enough potassium. And you actually want a two-to-one ratio of potassium to sodium. And you're going to find potassium mostly in, like, vegetables and fruits. Um, so that can cause alone high blood pressure and even heart attacks when you're not getting enough potassium. So salt isn't necessarily to blame, but it's the unbalanced intake. So if you're having um, – generally, it's, it's the ratio, not necessarily just a cut-and-dried portion because everything works in balance in your body, you know. What what fruits and vegetables have I thought baked potatoes for some reason I was thinking they had potassium. Am I mistaken or what okay. You're absolutely right. That's one of the best sources. Potatoes, sweet potatoes, bananas are touted as having a lot of potassium, but potatoes actually are a better source. Plantains are an excellent source. Any leafy green, like a dark leafy green, avocados, beans, um, squash, like winter squash, coconut water. Ah, acorn squash. Mm. (laughs) Is that part of the reason why a lot of regular bottled water now comes with potassium in it? Oh, that's really why. I haven't seen that. A lot of, I live in a really bad place when it comes to water, so I buy, I have a filter, and then I use it. And I started reading some of the labels, and a lot of them come, have um, potassium, sodium ratio in it. Hmm. That's mm-hmm. interesting. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool to hear that. I'll have to check that. Because I do love baked potatoes, um, and especially, you know, the way I prepare it, you know, and then wash the skins, and I I even love eating the potato skin, so, um, you know, over baked potatoes, so it's, that's, that's good to know. We call potatoes well, in our house. It has so many You call them what? Um, potatoes really could be considered a superfood. It's made mm-hmm. of a, like, so many 
health benefits Kato has. Really? Yeah. They really do. Good. Good. <clears throat> well, Paige, thank you so much. I look forward to so next Thursday will be two PM Eastern time. Yes. Okay.